Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, a podcast meant to satisfy all of your mysterious, paranormal, and downright creepy desires. Follow us as we explore the unusual mysteries of the world. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sisterhood of Secrets. I'm Taylor. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm Stephanie. Dude, you really fucked me up there. <laughs> I was like, oh no, who am I? Does not compute. No, but really, I'm Stephanie. Yeah, I think they got that. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> okay. Um, so we've noticed we've got a few new followers on the Spotify and um, iTunes. So thanks for that. Thanks for joining in. Welcome to the shit show. We love um, you. If you don't email, we don't like you. <laughs> Even if you're like, please email this woman, Taylor. She needs to hear from you guys. Just give her a thumbs up. I don't have a lot going on. Just give her a little quick thumb. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Oh, uh, we should edit that. No, we'll just leave it as perfect. <laughs> I'm going to also, apparently, according to my sister, I sound like a bag of bees over here when I laugh. Uh, Guys, I have asthma <laughs> and I've been wheezy my whole life. That's <laughs> uh, not an excuse. It's legitimate. Taylor. Tat on your ass, baby. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get past that cringe. Um, yes. And our topic, excuse me, our topic today. Stephanie forgot how to read. Demons. And you guys know. That we love demons. No, we don't. <laughs> we are actually the opposite of demon lovers. I don't hate demons. I just, you know, I don't, I don't know a demon personally. I don't want <laughs> to. I just, you know. All right. Here's the key here. We don't want to know them. No. Now, do we have a little information about them? Yes. My, I just don't want to offend anybody. You know how folks are. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be offensive. That's true. And I, I do want to, I mean, I do want to say that. Demons scare the shit out of me. So, <laughs> so that's what it is. That's where it stems from. There's yeah. no hate. No There's hate. no anger. It's no. just pure fear. Yeah. <laughs> like if I saw a demon on the street, I'd be like, fuck, I'm dead. If you see a demon on the street, Taylor, everybody's dead. Because it's the end of times. Hopefully. Hopefully they're just oh, roaming yeah, around like Jeff Constantine. Rowe, like he just stop naming everybody these fucking southern backwoods names. Oh. Leroy, Jethro. Ugh. I'm trying to think of another one. Yeah. <laughs> I just got stuck. There's other ones. But of we course. Uh, we're just having a hard time. Bocephus. That's a good one. Uh, you you think that Leroy's bad, but you like Bocephus? It's fun to say. Bocephus? Oh my gosh. Anyway, let's get into it. Yeah. So, in Catholic theology and scripture, the word demon has come to mean devil. And it also refers to evil spirits or fallen angels. Dun, dun, dun. So, that is the Catholic and scripture definition of a demon. So... In my research of demons, um, I don't know why I typed this in, but I was like, what are, are there like different levels of demons? Like, does somebody have a boss? You know, is it just like... Well, uh, yeah, you know, you you always hear about people getting possessed <clears throat> by like 12 of them. It's never just like one guy. It's like 15. And so it's like, do they all work on the same... You can be possessed by multiple demons. Yes, wait till I get into that. Keep going. Multiple? Yes. That's too much. I know. Anyway. Um, one so is too many. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could be okay. I could cope with one. You're living with one. <laughs> I am one. <laughs> but um, 
So I just like typed in like the hierarch- hierarchy of hell. That's really hard for me to say. Beautiful job. And yeah, sound it out. Um, <laughs> so nice. I learned some weird facts. So apparently hell, according to like different texts and like Catholicism, Judaism, like, you know, everybody that believes in hell, they all kind of surround. I guess that's Catholicism. Can I tell Are them? they in the same umbrella? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. That's a different subject. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, okay, get back on talk. It. I just have questions. <laughs> well, raise your hand next time. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway. Fuck, I forgot. The hierarchies, man. I know, but according I was, I was going, them. I was, okay, anyway, according to my research from all these people, <laughs> apparently, um, hell is run like a bureaucracy. Um, it's like a government if Terrifying. you will you know actually makes sense yeah everything's adding up yeah a lot of stuff's adding up anyway so there's like tiers right so at the top it's a pyramid scheme scheme in hell it's not a scheme they're not trying to like make you come they're not like hey you want to buy a timeshare <laughs> nobody wants to Try go to hell lotion i swear i'll make your skin tight <laughs> anyway sorry <laughs> It turns to leather and you look like a goblin. Yes. <laughs> really? Well, now you're a demon, so yeah. you have to stay here. Exactly. That's how they get you. It's the demon. With lotion. lotion. The lotion. Okay. Why anyway, so at the top is Big Daddy Lucifer. Um, <clears throat> he is actually the main guy in hell. He runs the show. He Makes is, sense. Um, t- I mean, if you don't know the story, he's a fallen angel. He was from heaven. He was an archangel. He was God's favorite son. And he got cast out. <clears throat> so, in these levels, he's known as the emperor of hell. And, like, a demon of pride because that was his biggest sin. That's why he was cast out from hell was pri- pridefulness. Mm-hmm. He is commonly confused with Satan. Um, that's a different guy. We'll get into him. Satan's um, not Lucifer. No. Two different people. Huh. Well, two different entities, whatever you want to call them. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Sorry. Um, in in the text, there's like uh, the two are not seen as the same entity. Lucifer will always outrank Satan, so I don't really know. I don't really get it. So I don't know why we talk like you know when you know yeah. like Satan's at the door. Don't let him in. <laughs> but what about Lucifer? Like you're supposed to let this guy in? It's true. I don't know. So Lucifer was like I said, an angel who originally fell from heaven, mm-hmm. and. When he was cast out of heaven, he took some angels with him, and they became princes of hell and maintained order over hell. So he was like, "F you, Dad, I'm out." Take all my friends with me. No, they were like, "Okay, we're coming with you," because like we don't agree with you either. Gotcha. So also, side note, they wanted to be the favorite, unlike the humans, right? Wasn't that the thing? I don't. Th- I don't. I don't know. I want to get into those. <laughs> Are you speaking languages? I don't want to get it. I'm I'm going to bypass that. Anyway, um, so if an angel is cast out from heaven um, and sent to hell or earth, because earth is a punishment to them, Mm -hmm. um, their appearance changes. And I'm going to go into people's appearances or these entities' appearances as I go through them. Um, (laughs) Lucifer maintains a, a... beautiful appearance he was a beautiful like man angel thing his name translates light bringer mm-hmm. um but they don't use the new test uh use the name lucifer in the new testament um 
since Christ is described as a bearer of light. So, but Lucifer itself, the name means a uh, light bringer. So he's a uh, reference to Satan. That's oh. where the things get interesting. Messed up. But um, anyway, so the only real change Lucifer saw when he was cast out from heaven was instead of having these beautiful feathery angel wings, he now has giant bat wings. That's terrifying. I mean, Taylor, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Akatar ruined me. <laughs> yes, if you have that's heard what of I'm the picturing. Bat boys, try not to. I know. I don't want to. It's Lucifer, man. He's gonna know. That's, that's he's gonna tempt me. <gasps> He'll be like, "I'm a bat boy." I'm gonna be like, "Fuck." <laughs> All right. Peace out, Brady. Okay. So now we're going to go to Satan. So like I said, Satan is a prince of hell. Okay. So Lucifer is scary, right? In my mind, he's scary. But then the word Satan is even more terrifying. That's terrifying to you? It's just like, that seems worse. Satan to me, when I hear that name, is like a boogeyman. He's fictional because I just feel like it's thrown around so much. I don't think he's a fictional human. I just don't feel like he... Entity? I don't know what to call these guys. Is Satan the devil? Or is it Lucifer? No, Lucifer's the devil. Mm. Technically. You're right. I feel like Because the devil runs the shit. Yeah. Yeah. He runs the government downstairs. Yeah. He's like head honcho. He's the president. Ugh. Anyway. Of the shit. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, so Satan is technically like known as the crown prince of hell. But he rules over like witchcraft. And he embodies a sin of wrath. So some covens of witches use the name Satan interchangeably with Lucifer. But regardless of the name, the demon allows witches to... Um, what? Ride on his shoulders if they call him on the Sabbath. Which means, like, they'll ride with him. Like, they're he's with them in their presence. Oh. So, oh. I don't... So for those of you who, you know, do these things and practice and, you know, all these things, you can totally correct us. Yeah. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. And I did not have, like, that seems like less than, like, I need, like, months of prep to talk about that. Not, like, seven days. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that's just what I gathered from a couple of different websites is yeah, that, <clears throat> that these people may use him in religious situations. Yes. Also, Satan is said to be a very beautiful man as well. And I think that's also why him and Lucifer get interchanged. Oh. Because he's also, also a very beautiful blonde man with blue eyes. This fits the narrative when we were talking about hellhounds and we talked about, what's his name? Uh, Johnson. Yeah, the blue singer. Yeah. And how he said that he met a... Blonde-haired, blue-eyed man. Handsome man at the crossroads who had a hellhound. Yeah, so if you look at pictures of Satan, he's depicted sitting on a throne as well. Mm -hmm. Lucifer's pictures are a little bit different. I mean, he's still depicted as a beautiful man and, you know, but he looks like an angel. He's huge. Mm. Satan kind of just looks like a normal everyday feller, like a model, you know, if you will. Yeah. But um, he, like, comes in, when you call upon him, if he, you know, deigns to come see you mm-hmm. he's dressed in white robes um he and he looks like a normal man well so, i mean you wouldn't want to hang out with somebody who's i don't i don't, 12 we, horns and a tail maybe you would i don't know i don't know i i mean i 
I don't want to call in to anybody that could possibly take me to hell because it doesn't seem like a good time. No, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, I just want to just want to be happy. Um, Listen, but I want to avoid all of the strife I can. So that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. yeah, I like to live in the neutral state of nothing. <laughs> I just I'm a here. That's it. So, but covens who worship Satan claim that depictions of Satan. As this red figure with horns, a tail, and pitchfork, are just meant to, like, insult him. So, oh. they're, he's made to be out the boogeyman. Interesting. Because I think in their, I guess it's a religion, yeah. um, oh, their belief systems, mm -hmm. he's not a bad guy. Yeah. So. Um, Again, it's not my. No. It's not our. I don't know. Again, I don't yeah, know don't shit, know. Man. If you know something different. If you know more or want to share, email more, us. E correct me. It correct us. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. We're, I have no idea. I love to learn new things. I just didn't have the time or the means to research the Wiccan culture. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to like. I'm not stepping on any toes. Right. It's not my. But I thought this is a cool fact. Apparently, old man upstairs, God, contacted Satan and was like, hey, I need you to test Job for me. So Job is a character from the Bible, if you, you know, know anything about that. The Christian Bible. I don't know if he's in the Torah. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but he actively encouraged this righteous man to disobey the holy word of God. Oh. So he, which I thought was weird. Like, Well, you would think God can, I mean, God essentially controls all things. So, of course, he has control in hell. Does he, though? I mean, it, it makes sense. In my mind, he does. You think he controls the hell? Yeah, I think he controls everything. I don't think he controls hell. I don't know. Because hell's working him against him, right? Hopefully. If I'm up there, that's not the first thing I'm asking BTW. What are you asking? Oh, we can't talk about it on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a list. I'm going to okay. bury, I'm going to make sure I'm buried, cremated, whatever, with it in my pocket. Because I feel like that you got to have it, it on you. you. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm going to write it on my arm. Okay. So... <laughs> Don't um, forget to ask this, this, and this. Um, oh, I better yeah. choose my thigh because it's much larger than my fucking arm. True. And I, I'm telling you, it's a list. It's detailed. Even All right, I, let's move on from your list, girl. It's You don't have a list? I don't have a list. I have like 12 questions. That's a list. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so Satan's often um, known as the gatekeeper of fertility. I have never heard this before. I haven't either. Again, we don't know. I don't know, but like. This is just what we've heard. The, this, to be a gatekeeper of fertility just seems stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, you know he's got a lot on his plate, God bless him. Or Lucifer bless him. Whatever he wants to go by. True. Um, so the next guy I'm going to talk about is Le Leviathan. This dude's a prince of hell and the demon of uh, heresy and envy. Hmm. Okay. The Leviathan is pretty much a giant lizard that lives in the ocean. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I thought, listen, when I was looking at this picture, it shows this thing, like the lizard, or it's not a lizard, it's like a sea creature. Like Loch Ness? Like, I get, I don't know. Or It looks kraken? like a, a water dragon. I oh, thought of okay. the freaking kraken myself, because that, that just makes sense to me. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they drag people to hell, you know? Like David yeah. Jones uses them. Yeah. Take them to the locker. Anyway, yeah. um, there's like a guy fighting the sea monster. I thought the guy up here in this picture was the Leviathan. And I was like, that's a big name for a little guy. And I read oh. the description and I was like, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, um, he's considered to be one of the demons who used to be a seraphim 
angel. Mm-hmm. I don't. I guess that's like a everyday angel. Yeah. Um, these are the burning angels that surround God on His throne. Mm. But according to Saint Peter's version, it's a it, the Leviathan is opposite. Just like in Hell's version. Yeah. So, I, so there's a lot around. of weird. There's a lot of weird things. Yeah. It's like there's so much information, and I don't know how much of it is correct and incorrect i guess you know one day when we all pass we can just ask these questions add it to the list right yeah so um also this guy's also a gatekeeper and a grand admiral of hell i don't know what that means doesn't sound good though feels like he leads wars yeah sounds like i don't want to meet him how many gates you reckon there are because there's a lot of gatekeepers yeah they're keeping them all shut probably no they're probably like come on in anyway the temptresses so the next guy I'm going to talk about is Beelzebub. All right. Fun name. Terrible person, I think. Yeah. So his depiction is literally terrible a fly. Terrible thing, not a person. He's depicted as a fly. A <gasps> gigantic fly. Mothra Johnson. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Taylor. We just saw Mothman. I'm in love with Beelzebub. Jesus Christ. If I'm not going to hell, man, I'm definitely going. Do you not remember that man? The... The encounter where he said that the Mothman had come to his home. And was torturing him. And, and there was flies there everywhere. there was flies. Oh, my God. Beelzebub. I, just, I, I have the... I've got him. It's fucking cold in here. I think that's why you <laughs> got him. But, um... This is... We just are... De- we're detectives. Pissed poor ones that took two weeks or Mothra a month. Johnson is Beelzebub. Oh, my God. He probably comes up here. So all these bad things happen. Oh, do you think it, did you hear that yes i heard your job oh my god no, Keep okay, tell me so more big. about him maybe maybe his description no beelzebub is known as the lord of the flies he rules over the order of the fly i don't know what that is i couldn't find anything this is what it said in the book and he appears a large winged insect when summoned taylor that is the mothman <laughs> he's a sin of gluttony Makes sense. And he likes to prey on human pride. Before He was also an angel of heaven. Mm. And so he fell. Yeah, so Lucifer before fell. accompanying Lucifer in his fall from heaven, Beelzebub was in the cherubim, cherubim order. It's like a cherub. Mm-hmm. It's, they're attendants of <gasps> oh, God. Oh, it's like a little baby. They actually don't look like that. I know. I mean, if you've ever, like, Googled what angels, like, what their descriptions are, they're, they're human forms and their heavenly forms are completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Because our brain, our tiny little insect brains can't fathom what we they can't actually comprehend. look like. Yeah. But Root a little, little, wishes uh, claim loyalty to Beelzebub. Of course they do. Apparently. I'm talking the bad rap. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what he witches. So, like, I can't speak about it. But um, there's got to be some, like, Glinda. Glenda was a good witch, you know? I, I really doubt Glenda was hanging out with Beelzebub. Hey, you never know, man. Maybe they had tea on Sundays. I don't believe that. Beelzebub is Mothman, and I can't get it out of my head. We're going to have to write into the Mothman forums. Yeah. Um, We've solved Has Mothman. anybody made this connection? <clears throat> and if so, what do you know? What do you think? Mm. You've, yeah. seen, you've seen a demon. Ugh. Okay. So, this next guy... I don't know. I like him so much. I think it's his name. Oh. So it's as it's. I think it's pronounced Asmodeus. Asmodeus. <laughs> Lucifer. Sorry. 
I sang that for about four hours yesterday. True. Um, but I'm going to call him as Medeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. He's the king of demons and the demon of lust and wickedness. Oh, my God. He is also Lilith's husband. And if you don't know who Lilith is, Lilith, according to, well, according to the current Christian text, is like a succubus or an incubi. She's a temptress and pretty much a downright big old hoe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, she gets like the worst rap. And she also is a stealer of children's souls. Like, she eats babies. Stop. What? Yeah, but... Lilith, you're terrible, ma'am. Listen, but according... I'm going to talk about this. According to an ancient text that was found from the time... Like, you know, from back in the day. Like, way back in the damn day. Yeah. um, She was actually Adam's first wife. So, when God created Adam, he also created Lilith from the earth. So, they came out together. Oh. And... Lilith was apparently not down with the plan to um, marry Adam or to be She his didn't want to be subservient. So in the Christian religion, um women are supposed to be subservient to their husbands. Um and she wasn't down with that. So she asked for a divorce of what, whatever that entailed in that time and as punishment God made her um like forced her to watch her children be murdered. <clears throat> what? It's really ancient. Like, we don't, we, don't, we don't even know if they're, like, you know, yeah, reading this right. I mean, right. it's true. Yeah. I mean. But um, she literally said, F the patriarchy. I want out of here. Angel swooped down and she had to watch her children die. <gasps> and then they sent her to hell. So, yeah. And that's where she met Amadeus. <laughs> Asmodeus. Amadeus. Asmodeus. Um, anyway. Asmodeus. Let's talk about Asmodeus. We're going to get off Lilith. Sorry. I just have an obsession with Lilith. I think she's a weird character. Yeah. Because there's so like, those are black and white differences. Yeah. Her and Eve. Like, well, no, I mean, just like her stories. Either she is this child killing beast. Don't get me wrong. She turned out to be uh, terrible. She apparently, there's claims she did terrible things. So her origin story, there are differences. I mean, that's her villain origin story. Her villain arc. That's when it happened. Yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah I'm not doing anything nice for you any ever again. Yeah. She might be a nice person. We don't really know. Thing. Um, she was once a human. Anyway. So, um, Asmodeus, whose name means destroyer, is um, <clears throat> the king of demons, even though he stands, like, below some of the others. He just, like, runs, like, the, you know. He's got, like, the cavalry and, like, he's, he's like, got, like he, the he, he keeps track. He's, like, the governor. Oh, okay. Right. Or the mayor. Like, a mayor situation. No, I think it's, like, the governor. Because if we're talking about countrywide, we got Lucifer, and then you got Satan. So that's like president, vice president. Okay. I'm with you. And then there's like... So the Leviathan are the governors. Do They're the princes. Yeah. yeah. Really? So this guy's the mayor. I don't know what the hell this guy's doing, okay? I don't know enough about our government, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like what the steps are. I just know big names. He's like a senator or something. Mm, um, that's uh, We forgot about senators. Yeah, I didn't. There's a lot of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, he's high, like widely associated with Lilith. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls her his queen, which cute, I guess. But um, <laughs> he's commonly depicted. Listen, y'all, this is wild. Look up a picture of him. It's freaking nuts. He's depicted with three heads. One is human. It doesn't look human. 
One is a ram. I thought it was a goat. Of course it is. And the other one is a bull. I thought it was a lion. Dude, I was all messed up yesterday. (laughs) And um, he is sometimes depicted um, riding on the back of a dragon. So he's got a lot going on. What? This guy's wild. Yeah, he's he's wild. So listen, like we make a lot of jokes, and these guys seem real funny on paper. But like, I have to laugh about it, uh, or it's a little weird. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, essentially, this is all extremely creepy. Yeah, if you really like, like I'm like summarizing a lot of this stuff because it's so detailed. But um, I had nightmares from this, and I'm not that kind of human. Mm. Yeah. So (laughs) this this keep that in mind. So um. According to Jewish mythology, I'm going to tell you the story because I found it, well, I found it funny. Um, Asmodeus fell in love with a mortal woman named Sarah. And each time homegirl tried to get married, he killed him. Oh, my god! He gosh. killed the husband, all seven of them, on seven? the night of their weddings. Man, Sarah, you got to quit getting married. Just He's have boyfriends. Just, just get with the demon. I mean, damn. You're already in his, in his like, range. Just let it happen. Yeah, after seven people, my gosh. Um, you're like risking the population over your yourself. <laughs> oh my so um he's also known for blocking married couples from consummating their union union while also simultaneously tempting the husbands to cheat. Oh. So he's like the original cock block. Yeah. He's like, mm, ain't nobody getting laid around here, boy. Also or he's tempting them to break their union, right? Yeah, he wants you to because it's like, you know, to cheat is a yeah. big no no. Yeah. Um, he is the original demon of lust. He likes to break apart marriages and entice people to, you know, enjoy their forbidden pleasures. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's him and Lilith probably really do get along well. Yeah. Probably just like throwing orgies and stuff. Makes sense. Um, he was also once an angel of heaven. He was a part of the first hierarchy of angels. And these are the ones that served God at the throne, like the throne of God in heaven. Like he was right right-hand man to god that's wild yeah um he's also known as a demon of wickedness but like he likes to like run gambling operations in hell apparently what oh yeah he's a gambler i don't know what he's gambling souls or something (laughs) (laughs) so essentially hell is like if washington dc was located in vegas yeah that's a great example. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> now that we've cleared that up, continue. I don't know why I had to really think about that, but anyway. So, um, the next one I'm going to talk about is y'all going to have to cut me some slack on. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> Stephanie. You're really fucking me up. Just you're about to lose privilege. Ah, okay. Um, the names are hard for me to say because I don't know how to. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to wing it. Um, Bal Barith. He's the chief secretary of hell. Of course he is. And uh, he's the demon of blasphemy. Mm. So he likes to whisper evil things into people's ears and like tell them to kill people. What? Yeah. He's like, so he finds like a weak, a weak human and he's like, hey, don't you want to kill your boss? <gasps> and they're like, fuck yeah, I do. Taylor, and then, I hate this. Yeah. This guy cre- is yeah, creepy. I hate him the most of all. Um, I need you to scroll back up. Oh, I'm sorry. He enjoys blasphemy and arguments. <laughs> and according to the Saint Satanic Bible, he was previously um, a Lord of the Covenant. So this guy was a human. Oh. 
in Canaan before Jews and Christians saw Baal Bereth's worship of idols as demonic. So instead of in the Christian faith, we are monotheistic. Yeah. So if you worship a false idol, you it's a no no. Yeah. So he was probably, you know, just not worshiping Jesus or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, he was once human and rose up the ranks, dog. So he got deported to hell. Deported. Or well, he died and went to hell. <laughs> and so he decided that he would move up to the ranks. Excuse me, sir, your green card got you gotta go. It'll be a red card. What? Red. Red card. Is that the temporary one? I don't is it I don't know the colors of them. I just mean like red as in Ooh, spooky hell. Oh, I don't imagine I imagine black the hell is like dark. Yeah. It's poopy. It's poopy. Um, <clears throat> well, if this guy's whispered in your ear, it's terrifying. Yeah, so he has like super, um, he has a ton of freaking titles. He, uh, is also known as a prince of fallen angels. So, like, the horde of angels that fell with Lucifer, um, they're all down there. He, like, keeps these guys in line. He does a lot of things. But anyone that makes a pact or a deal with Satan, um, must have approval from this guy, from Baal Bareth. He can see into the future, past and present uh, times to answer questions and holds the power to turn any metal into gold, which is very, very cool. Um, he's also depicted wearing like um, as a warrior in red clothing. And this guy is the guy that's sometimes depicted with red skin mm. who rides a red horse while wearing a crown. Oh, is he like one of the four horsemen? No, that's not something different. Oh. He just kind of fits that narrative. They all kind of fit the same narratives. This, this It's hard to research this shit because you it's all so intermingled. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, obviously. It's hell. I mean, there's lower level, like, basic ass demons. Mm-hmm. But, but the more I read this, I'm like, what is Lucifer doing down there? Apparently, he's just chilling. Like, he's got his feet propped up just like. And he's got all these little guys just doing stuff. Yeah. Doing terrible things. I mean, most people make their deals with Satan, not him. Right. So is he just like, you're doing a great job. Probably. The numbers look great. (laughs) So the the projections are matching up to what we needed. Thank you. I'll see you at the next board meeting. So now we're going to talk about um, like the main princes of hell. I think there's four or five of them. I don't know. There's so many depictions. This guy's name is Astaroth. Um, He opposes this guy called St. Bartholomew. I don't know what that means. He, um, he uh, like ho- likes to hold court. I don't know what that means either. Um, he rides on the back of a dragon and wields a staff resembling a snake. So, yeah. He likes to tempt people that are lazy. So, I'm screwed. So, he works um, as a treasurer and like... <laughs> oh, they got bunnies down there? Oh, I forgot they're gambling. Guide new demons around. Like, you know, like, oh, hi, welcome to hell. This what is, where is the bathroom this, is. Taylor? Like, <laughs> these people, this literally is a business. It, that's literally what it says. It's like ran like a business. I don't know. He's, um, it's considered, a, more, he, it's not a he, I shouldn't say that. It's considered a female de- demon by witches. Oh, So, she is a princess. Hmm. So, yeah. So, this guy appears as either an angel astride his dragon or a white, like, or a half white, half black humanoid. Um, whatever his appearance is or she, um, is said to have exceedingly terrible breath. Oh. So, that's great. 
Um, so the next guy I want to talk about is, gosh, bless these names. Varian, Varan, second prince of thrones and the demon of impatience. Welcome to the club. I've got it. Um, this is also a female demon. So I don't know why women can't have nothing. Well, I feel like if you, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these stories from this time period, we always seem to be the the worst of the worst, if that makes sense. I agree. So, I mean, I don't know. We're never depicted as anything cool. Not yeah. that demons are cool. Well, anyway, no. maybe. Yeah. But um, Varin serves under the last demon, um, Astaroth. And supposedly, fun fact, Varin played a part in the 100... I just read that wrong. 1611 possessions of nuns in the city... Uh, in a city of South France. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So this is one of your little guys just running rampant. Ew. So the next one I'm going to talk about is um, Louvart. There's other ones, but I I can't read all of them. Um, is uh, This is the only fallen angel among the Order of Angels. Um, <clears throat> Michael Lillis? I don't know how to say that. Claim that Louvart possessed Sister Madeline during the demon attacks on the nuns in the south of France in the 17th century. Louvart is also um, referred to as the Prince of Angels. I mean, but he's a he's a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's better known to demonologist Peter Binsfield as Louvart. The demon has dominion over possession. So he's in so control his of job, that. Yeah, it's like to deal with possession. Yeah. So he's like the head of them. So, the next guy I'm going to talk about is, I like this guy because of what he does, honestly. And his, his name, name is, is... Come on. It's Behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> He's the night watchman of hell, and apparently he cooks for Satan. Obviously, it's Behemoth. Um, I don't think it's actually pronounced Behemoth. Oh. I think it's Behemoth. Behemoth. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm just trying not to say Behemoth, honestly. He's depicted as an elephant with human hands. What? And a very large belly. Makes sense. He's the cook. Yeah, he cradles his swollen belly. Ugh. He sometimes uh, appears in the anthropomorphic fashion under the guise of another large creature, such as a hippo or a crocodile. <gasps> this kind of fits the, like, Egyptian thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Who is um, that? the god? Yeah. Oh, the one that's the hippo. I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. I anyway. didn't watch Moon Knight, whatever it was called. Yeah, that's a good one. I know, I should watch it. Behemoth serves as a cook to Satan, which is kind of fitting for the demon of excess food and consumption. He's known for overindulgence, and according to the Satanic Bible, it describes Behemoth as the Hebrew version of Satan. Weird. It's crazy how all of these, like, all of these big baddies are mentioned in all of the other religions. Well, like the Christian, the Judaism. They're in um, other religions. That they're aren't mono. Uh, they're... Yeah, they just go under different names, but they're described as the, the same things. Mm. Creepy, right? They got their toe and everything, don't they? <laughs> yeah, we love her. Dis- Dipping the toe. Disgusting. <laughs> Alrighty, so now that we have like a base, a, a basic overview of all of the scary demons that live in hell, let's talk about what happens when those demons come earthside and make... Um, Your life hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so let's talk about it. So we hear the word exorcism all the time. And I thought it was important to just kind of explain what an exorcism is. 
So an exorcism is a specific form of prayer that a church uses against the power of the devil. So it is not used in everyday practice of the religion. It's just used during this extreme circumstances. Yes, very extreme. There's also two different kinds of exorcism. I didn't know this. So um, both forms of the exorcism are directed towards the power of the devil. Okay. The right of there's the, the major and the minor. Okay. So the major exorcism is employed only when they think there is a genuine, did not, excuse me, demonic possession. Yeah. And, um, there has to be like evidence that the devil is in the body of the person who's being possessed and that the, and that the devil is starting to take dominion over that said body. And when we say devil, we obviously don't mean that like Lucifer is in there. It's one of his demons that... Right, one of the above. We'll say that. So, one of these demon things. Um, a minor exorcism, they're prayers and they're just used to break the influence of evil. So, if like you are having um, maybe thoughts that aren't your own, you maybe, hear whispers to you kill hear, your boss. Yeah, scary demon whispers, then you would use a minor exorcism, which is supposed to break the influence of evil um, and just help in preparation. Like, you might even be baptized again to just rid you of this influence of evil or sin cool yeah keep that in the back pocket yep we'll put that in one of our um go packs an exorcism kit yeah great so the only way that a person say so a person who claims to be possessed must go they have to go through this whole psychological gambit like they have to have tests the that's the only way that they can even be considered and then they must give like oral and written consent before the act can be performed by a member of the clergy which, I mean, I don't think they used to do this. Gosh, no. Yeah. So it's probably a good thing. Yeah, because, I mean, steps. if you had epilepsy, we need to, I mean, we need to mention it. Like, if you had some sort of psychological disorder, they probably weren't cared for well, or they weren't, their um, if you medical have, like, condition wasn't. any type of, like, convulsive issue. Yeah. You were screwed. You were, it was the devil. Yeah. Yeah. So with that. We know that that's the thing. Um, at this present time, this is what, I, this is from the, like the National Catholicism website. This is what they say. It ha- You have to make sure that all the boxes are ticked before they'll even consider doing some sort of exorcism. Um, now that we've kind of addressed what an exorcism is and when you might use this, I've got, I found a few famous exorcisms that were done. And not the movie The Exorcist. Like no, but ones. we will talk about it later. Um, so the first one is Clara Germana Selly. Um, it was said that in 1906, a 16 year old girl, Clara, a Christian student in South America made a pact with Satan. Uh, days after making this pact, Clara began to experience the typical signs of a demonic possession. She grew physically repulsed by the sight of religious artifacts and soon developed violent convulsions, spoken languages she had never studied, and even new information about her caretake caretakers that was impossible to explain not cool but like scary yeah cool two priests attempted to perform an exorcism on her one of whom she killed by strangulation god dang girl she strangled him to death she was 16 years old and she strangled a man okay during her exorcism 170 people witnessed her levitating yeah while what? the priests were reading aloud pages from scripture. Also, do you think they announced in the town, like, hey, Clara's getting exercised today? I mean, it is in 1906, but maybe... Maybe it was in church. Maybe so, yeah. 
again i would leave yeah bye yeah i'm yeah Mm-mm. Okay, and so we were just talking about the movie The Exorcist that everybody's seen. What is it, from the 70s? Something like that? I think so, like seven, Maybe early 80s. I'm not entirely sure. It's the 70s. Yeah. Um, It's a good movie. It is based on a boy. Yeah, not a girl. She wasn't actually a girl, or he wasn't actually a girl. So this is uh, from the University of St. Louis. In January 1949, a 13-year-old Maryland boy um, started experiencing strange, troublesome episodes. And this is where they get the story for The Exorcist. They use this information. He started hearing scratching sounds coming from the walls and the floor of his room. And they could, he would constantly hear water dripping and, the move, and his mattress would move. Um, and other objects. Sorry, I can hear all. Girl, my dog is crying because we're trying to keep them out of the room while we record now, and it's just really He's sad. He's so sad. It's just really. Sad. Anyway, continue. Let's talk about this Maryland boy. So at first, his family thought it might have he might have been plagued by a spirit of a recently deceased aunt who Damn. had showed him a Ouija board. Did she hate him? I, I don't know. <laughs> the family talked to doctors, psychiatrists, and then the, finally they landed at a minister from their Lutheran church. And they were growing desperate because the situation was getting really, really bad. Obviously, we've all seen the movie. Have you actually seen it, Stephanie? Uh, no, I'm not watching it. I've seen the scary movie version. <laughs> That's not how it goes. (laughs) Does it, Jay? (laughs) All right. So they go to Reverend Luther Miles Schultz, a Lutheran minister who he happened to be greatly interested in the paranormal. And it is funny that he is the one who shares this boy story. That's a little weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, he said, you need to go to a Catholic priest. This is quotes because Catholics know about this kind of thing. That's what he said. Um, Damn. Uh, Schultz advice, the family went and they met Father Albert Hughes and he gave them a bottle of holy water and candles and sent them on their way. A what? Yeah. I think my son's possessed. Oh, here's some candles and some water. Yeah. Well, good luck. I I don't know. (laughs) Hughes later asked the Archbishop of Washington, D.C. for permission to perform an exorcism on the boy. So things must have escalated. And he said, hey, I think this is real. I need I need permission to do this. The attempt ended when the boy broke off a piece of a spring from the mattress he was strapped to and slashed shoes from shoulder to wrist. God dang, son. Yeah. The boy's mother, who's a St. Louis native, suggested a change of scenery. So after several incidents of scratches appearing on the boy's body without apparent calls and the word Lewis emerged on his ribcage, the family took it as like, this is a sign. We've got to take this boy to St. Louis. Yeah, I don't know. The boy ended up staying in a house with a, re- a relative who attended St. Louis University. One of her professors was Father Bishop, who became one of the several um, Jesuits who participated in the exorcism. And they're the ones who kept the day-by-day account of which um, he wrote a book. This this Allen guy, where I got this article from, he wrote this book about this boy. But um, they took all the notes and he used it for his book. Um, so they go in and they perform this little ritual, whatever. Uh, they, they said it was like, okay, so let me, let me go back. So the priest who was going to do the exorcism, he was a veteran of World War II. He'd been in combat and he was a religious man who was very tough. Yeah. That's what they say. Okay. Tough old bird. The process ended up taking more than a month. So he... 
so in order for this this priest to prepare, it took a month of him and he fasted and he went through all of these rites and so that he could be ready to combat whatever you'd be fully clean entity was in this boy. And his name was Baldern. That's what they call it, Priest Baldern. Uh, the pattern was that the boy would act normal during the day. And then when he would put on his pajamas to go to bed, he would go into a trance and start screaming and yelling. I don't know. I don't know. In and the, the psych- morning. psychiatrist cleared him? I don't know. In the, in the morning, the boy didn't remember anything that happened the night before. Weird. So the exorcism starts. And they do it on an almost nightly basis, even though the boy seemed to be getting worse and worse. The priest asked his family for permission to teach him about Catholicism and possibly convert him from, because he was a Protestant, I believe, or Lutheran. He's a Lutheran, yeah. And they were converting him into, help me, Catholicism. So listen, guys, I tried to make him a Catholic to help fight the demons, all right? And it's closer, you know, the you have to go through communion yeah, so to be a Catholic. Getting closer to the communion, he started getting increasingly violent. Yeah. And then on April 18th, the day after Easter Sunday, the exorcism appeared to have succeeded. They were done. Um, one of the bishop's diaries reads, Since Monday at 11 p.m., there has been no indications of the presence of the devil. Months of exorcisms. Finally, the boy was cleared the boy left st louis several days later and he went to lead a normal life he got married around 1970 he had children and he never experienced any other types of possession again and the jesuits and the um i don't know this word yeah they kept track of him the priest like wanted to make sure that like hey you good you good bro and he's like yeah i'm fine uh, this house of, is clear. Yeah. None of the uh, exorcism's witnesses ever publicly revealed any details about the incident out of respect for the boy's privacy. But there was the... Somebody leaked some information. I this Alan was. guy. Yeah. He leaked some information. He wrote a book about it. Like, so. It seems he was more on the paranormal side versus, like, you know, being a good priest. Yeah. I think that there was some confusion there. Like he's not actually a priest? Yeah. Like maybe he wasn't the best man for the job. Well, clearly. Yeah. So we found another article from CNN and it's uh, called A Man of Science Confronts Demonic Possession. So this is a really long article, but essentially it is a, a man named Dr. Richard Gallagher. He's an Ivy League educated board certified psychiatrist who teaches at Columbia University and New York Medical College. And he was part of a team who tried to help a woman who was uh, believed to be possessed. And he, Gallagher's career was not at all part, like his religion wasn't, he wasn't religious. No. Um, He knew about biblical accounts of demonic possession and thought they were ancient cultures attempt to grapple with mental disorders like epilepsy. Um, He calls himself a man of science. Also, I'm just going to put a side note here. Mm Mm-hmm. Epilepsy is not a mental disorder. It's not mental health. <laughs> You're right. Well, I think there's just been like neurological disorder. Yeah. Yeah. So today, Gallagher has become something else. Now he's a believer, guys. Yeah. The go-to guy for sprawling network of exorcists in the United States. He says demonic possession is real. He's seen the evidence. Victims suddenly speaking perfect Latin. Sacred objects flying off the shelves. 
People displaying hidden knowledge or secrets about the people they could have not possibly have known. I'm just saying, if like working in healthcare, like you see all kinds of people, people that are struggling, whatever. You just go into rooms and most of the time, like especially when someone has sundowners, Mm -hmm. you go in there and they're just like, they think you're somebody else and they talk about you thinking you're somebody else and you're like, oh, this is, you know, whatever. But I went into a room. And somebody was like, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, my name's Taylor. I'm here to do this, this, and this. And they were like, <clears throat> um, what do you, how do you feel about this from like 1997? You remember that? Remember that little tidbit of information? Yeah, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. I would throw up and die. I would leave the room. I'd leave everything there. Yeah. I'd be, like, I'd be weird done, stuff that I probably don't even remember about myself. Yeah. I'd be like, thank you, goodbye, holy water. No, I wouldn't even say thank you. I'd be like, "Mm -mm. mm-mm, mm-mm, no mas, Mm -mm. mm-mm, mm-mm. So Gallagher says, this is a quote from him. There was one woman who was like 90 pounds soaking wet. She threw a a Lutheran deacon who was about 200 pounds across the room, he says. That's not psychiatry. That is beyond psychiatry. So, oh boy, got a little scared. Also... I think about these things. If something really is wrong with her yeah. mentally. Yeah. Um, and she had like a dump of adrenaline. Yeah. That can happen. Or she's on drugs. Well, I think in this case, she was probably in a sedated. Right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But like women save their, you know, children from these catastrophes. They're just like throwing them like yards, like football fields off of buildings to safety. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to discredit this guy, because I, if, you know, he's probably seen it all, but can you imagine, you know, like, what if it was just an adrenaline dump? What was she like after? I don't know. I have so many questions. I do, too. Uh, he calls himself, oh, Gallagher says he's the consultant, in quotes here, on demonic possessions. So for the past 25 years, he's been helping the clergy distinguish between mental illness and what he calls the real thing. He says that he has probably seen more cases of possession than any other physician, excuse me, he didn't say psychiatrist, in the world. Well, I mean, he also is, he believes it's a real thing now. Right. So he's probably more accepting of it. Yeah. Apparently, he's super respected in the field. He's not like most therapists who are atheists or agnostic. So I guess the experience that he's had has led him to religion. Yeah. Maybe not even religion, just like acknowledging that these things are real. Yeah, that there's something bigger than himself. Way bigger. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's scary. Mm-hmm. So he has a creepy encounter. So he, okay. He thinks that he met the queen of Satan. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she was a middle-aged woman who wore flowing dark clothes and black eyeshadow. She could be charming and engaging, and she was also part of a satanic cult. She called herself the Queen of the Cult, but Gallagher would refer to her as Julia. It's a pseudonym he gave her. Um, the woman had approached her local priest, convinced she had, was being attacked by a demon. Okay. The mm-hmm. priest referred her to an exorcist who reached out to Gallagher for some evaluations. The, um, but then it says, but why would a devil worshiper want to be free of the devil? She was conflicted, Gallagher said. There was part of her that wanted to be relieved of the possession. So maybe she got into this business because she was 
Maybe it was a fad. Or maybe, maybe she was a wholehearted believer and maybe she got misinformed because a lot of the satanic community, um, you know, like I said earlier, that, you know, that's their God. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. They're not scared of him. Right. Um, but maybe, maybe it's not the devil either. Maybe it's somebody just like fucking with her. Yeah. Maybe it's one of them Leviathan things. Maybe he's just like, hey girl, what's up? Slithering up in there. (laughs) Anyway. So she ended up relieving Gallagher of his doubts. It was one of the first cases he took and it changed him. So this is probably the one that converted him into a believer. Gallagher helped assemble an exorcism team that met Julie in the chapel of a house. Objects would fly off the shelves around her. She would somehow, she, she knew personal details about Gallagher's life, how his mother had died of ovarian cancer. Dang. The fact that um, two cats in his house went berserk fighting over each other the night before. Like he, talking about his pets being silly. What if she was a stalker? And Julia found a way to reach him even when she wasn't with him, he says. I hate that. What does that mean? I don't know, but I don't like it. Astral projection. Something. He was talking on the phone with Julius Priest one night, he says, when both men heard one of the demonic voices that came from Julia during her trances, even though she was nowhere near a phone and thousands of miles away. She was listening. That can be the ick. I hate this. He says he was never afraid. It's creepy, he says, but I believe I'm on the winning side. See, that's what they say. See, listen, they always say that, you know, these beings inhabit weak-minded, scared humans. Right. That's true. If you... But sometimes I feel weak-minded. Well, every human has... I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if I heard something like whispering in my ear, like, go do bad stuff. I'm going to crap in my pants and then I'm going to the emergency room. And well, I'm going... I'm making an appointment right then and there with a psychiatrist because I am officially hearing voices and I'm schizophrenic okay. officially and I'm going to get on WebMD. And you know how that's oh, going to go. God. I'm going to have a tumor that's causing these hallucinations. Oh. And I'm going to have to go through the whole gambit of test. The insurance is going to be working overtime. I have insurance. It's going to be like, can you patch me up through the phone? <laughs> uh, yeah, everything sounds good. Bye. <laughs> um, that's super creepy. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Um, why did he think she was the queen of Satan? I don't know. It doesn't really go into it. I guess you could do more more research on this Gallagher fella. This is and such a broad topic. It It is. It's such a big topic. And again, I feel like we have like said the word demon so many times in our other uh, episodes. But this is just like, here are some demonic names that we like some history on yeah. like the... This is how hell is ran. So if y'all ever end up down there and you want to make it up the ranks, here's the guys you got to beat off. (laughs) Oh, God. Excuse me? I mean. Excuse me? I have the worst choice of words. (laughs) Here are the guys. I'm going to vomit. That you got to like, I don't know. You got to win in the election. These are guys you're facing. You got to beat them. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) And maybe, like, again, we don't know all the things. So if you find something that you don't think is correct, you are more than welcome to correct us. And we will take that into consideration. I'm technically a Christian and I still don't know shit about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest with you. People don't just, like, teach about that kind of stuff. It's usually, like, everything's the devil, the end. Yeah. 
Welcome to the Bible Belt. Yeah, everything's the devil being. Um, The devil. But I do think that... It is creepy. Anything possessing you, whether it's from either side. You know, if like an angel inhabits a human body. Oh, next episode we'll have to do angels. Oh, shit. And you can talk about Nephilim. Oh, my God. Yes, you have no idea. I'm so excited. Yeah, you can talk about Nephilim next episode. Angels. Because we've got to combat this. Yeah. We I start don't... with the demons. Then we end it with the angels. Yeah, you start out with the big hitters. <laughs> and then we just bring in the... <laughs> then we bring in the guys that nobody ever gets to talk about. Because we don't actually know if they're doing anything. You know what? It is crazy. You do hear more about demons than you do angels. It's Lucifer working overtime, bro. Ugh. Anyway. All right, guys. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope it wasn't too creepy. I know there was a lot of information there, but... I feel like it was interesting. Again, I laugh at everything. So do <laughs> so not think ter- that I don't, I'm not terrified of these things or that I don't, you know, I'm discrediting yes. them. Yeah. And if you don't think they're scary, good for you, bro. But this bitch over here. <laughs> She's scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a healthy dose of fear is good in all things. And that according to the Witcher. The Witcher? Yeah. I did. What? Yeah. He said you can't fear. That's like the biggest disease. Oh, fear? Yeah. I love The Witcher. Yeah. Mm. Comes out in June, guys. If you don't watch it, you should probably get, <laughs> should probably get up on it. It's Henry Cavill's last season. Oh, Henry. Mm. Anyway, I've got to go. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, we, we got to get, get out Yeah, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. All right. So, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets, and our Facebook page, Sisterhood of Secrets. If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at sisterhoodsecrets1 at gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.